0: Shadows to Life, Chapter 8, Daniel, October 1st. Damien surveyed the train yard as he perched atop the nose of an old freight train engine. The paint around him was a dulled red for many hours of service under the sun. That is, where it wasn't nicked from small pebbles that had bounced up and chipped away at its former glory. Now, a former workhorse, the old engine had been put out to pasture and never saw duty anymore, except in emergency situations, when something new and better broke down. It was used up and worn out, much like how Damien felt. The moonlight shone down and illuminated the patches between train cars, an eerie blue. Damien had put it at his back on purpose, so his body became one with the darkness to any who would approach. It made him an invisible gargoyle. Hunched over for more than an hour, he sat, keeping his hands wrapped within his woolen duffel coat. Inside them, he held a disposable Japanese hand warmer that looked like a cheap, oversized tea bag with rough stones inside. Cold hands are fumbling hands, Saito had said when he handed the little bag to him the first time and told him where to buy more. Damien had taken them with him on every cold mission since. Every little advantage, after all was important. Now, there was nothing left for him to do but wait. The small bear traps that he had brought were set at very specific spots that he could easily remember. He'd eaten a light meal full of carbohydrates for energy, and he'd even brought a celebratory case of his favorite beer, Okanagan Spring. Every possible outcome was thought of, every contingency checked. In his rush to get everything ready, Damien had turned into a whirling dervish of preparation, with hardly any downtime to digest what was going on. But it was better that way. No time to think meant no time to work himself into a lather of fear. It was strange, but he felt surprisingly ready. He was still scared out of his mind, but the lack of ability to turn back only acted as a comfort. Do or die. Leach interrupted his thoughts. It's a little bit dark here, isn't it? Damien rolled his eyes and lowered his voice to a whisper that only Leech could hear. Kind of the point, stupid. I don't want anyone seeing me murder a person. I'm stupid. My host. Had you but consulted me, I would have told you you were picking a place to his advantage. A cold spot pressed at the base of Damien's neck and wound its way down. He shivered and knew it had nothing to do with the cold autumn air. I knew that, he lied. But the only other option is to chance someone finding us. And even if he can use temperance to see me, I can't risk an interruption. Failing Howard would be worse than dying. That's true, I suppose. And if you can't even defeat Daniel, then you're not much use to me either. Oh, gee darn. If I can't be of use to you, I'll just consider my life a huge failure. Damien chuckled. Don't test me, child. I've watched over your kind since antiquity. I've seen countless thousands die under my care, and with no greater purpose than their own selfish desires. Your life will never know a greater purpose than you could find serving my will. Damien reeled from the mental onslaught. Leech's voice was concert speakers attached to his brain. His shadow had never sounded so insidious before, or so powerful. It made him nervous. Leech had been with him at every turn since they'd first bonded in Juvie. Never once had he spoken so heedlessly of Damien's interests. And even more frightening was how Damien had started to nod his agreement before he even realized it. Unfortunately, however, there wasn't time to reflect on Leech's new attitude, Out stepped Daniel into the moonlight from behind one of the boxcars. He struck an imposing silhouette. At a little over six feet, he was taller than Damien, with muscles that stuck out, even under his coat. His short, curly black hair was cut close and made the gray in his beard stand out. He regarded Damien with commanding brown eyes, and when he spoke, it was a sharp baritone that cracked like a thunderclap. "'So we meet again, demon!' Daniel drew a Damascus saber as he spoke and pointed directly at Leech, not Damien. I see you've convinced another poor soul to follow you into slavery. Damien looked up at Leech, perched on his shoulder in wide-eyed terror. Leech seemed to have grown in size and opacity. Where there used to be the usual swirling, translucent shadow, now existed a more slimy-looking tar. Leech spoke directly to Daniel. This time won't go for you as last. I will feed on you, and then I'll move on to more memorable pursuits, like your loved ones." Daniel ignored the mysterious threat from Leech and shifted his focus to Damien. His eyes were steel, but his words naked with compassion. "'Son, I don't know what kind of trouble you've gotten yourself into, but I can help you. I can cut that thing off.' He extended his hand, like the words contained a gift. Does he think you a fool? Damien actually laughed. Sure, Leech's sudden shift of behavior tonight was a little disturbing, but that didn't mean he'd betray his shadow. Not when they were so close to getting what he'd always wanted. Damien fixed Daniel with a cocky grin. Why would I want to do that, old man? Leech has given me everything. He made me into a powerful killer that no one can pick on ever again. That's right, I did. The look in Daniel's eyes turned to one of profound sadness, like what Damien had just said was pitiful rather than empowered. He nodded. It's probably true that no one from your former life can pick on you anymore, he allowed, but is it worth your soul? I told you he was a fool. Would I pay with something I don't have? Damien mocked him with a derisive chuckle and sliced the air with his hand. Forget whatever bullshit speech you've got prepared. I haven't come here to talk. With that, Damien shed his duffel coat to reveal his Kevlar body armor completely covered with throwing spikes. With a flourish, he drew Zleesh from her hiding spot on his back and pointed it at Daniel. You're the only thing that stands in my way of true freedom. I'm the only thing that stands in your way of enslavement, the likes of which you can't even imagine. Daniel shook his head sadly. But I know I can't convince you with words. He took off his old leather jacket and placed it neatly on the ground. Underneath, he wore magnificent steel armor that covered his chest and forearms. It looked like armor Damien had seen in gladiator movies, but much more intricate. Each of the three pieces stood out against Daniel's large, ebony muscles underneath, each one a work of art, complete with various symbols that mixed with the filigree and golden crosses inlaid at the center. Daniel brought his sword up in front of himself in a straight line and drew his left forearm across the blade. Decimus, send me your power! Damien was about to laugh at him again when Daniel's sword and armor lit up with a white torch fire that irritated his eyes and war at the bond between himself and Leech. This isn't good. Damien didn't get a chance to ask his shadow why. Daniel closed his eyes and swayed forward as he broke into an impossibly fast run. Before Damien could count to two, Daniel had closed the distance between them and jumped onto the engine next to him. Daniel's sword cut right through Damien's chest. Or where Damien's chest was before he blinked back and off the train but Daniel didn't even pause. He kept up with Damien, rushing and slashing as Damien teleported left and right, straight back, forward and behind. He was all over the place, but nothing caught the prelate off guard. Every surprise stab from behind was parried, every slash from the side blocked and countered. It was only Damien's ability to no longer be where Daniel's repose took place that saved him from instant death. Even the throwing spikes that Damien threw at him were swatted away as easily as if they were beach balls floating lazily towards the prelate's head. And the bear traps didn't work either. Daniel simply stepped neatly to the side of each one. Somehow, he knew where they were. It seemed impossible. Even Damien couldn't see them, and he had planned their exact location. Leach read his thoughts. He must be able to see the traps. I was afraid of this. He can see my presence in everything you touch. He is powerful indeed. More powerful than when I used to know him. I'm glad you're impressed. Damien hissed in between blinks. What do I do? Either you find a way around his defense, or you die. Damien nodded. It was the cold hard facts, just what Leech usually gave him. Damien just hoped that the supplemental training he'd received from Saito-sensei would be enough. It was time to put it to use. Blinking on top of one of several dark green boxcars, Damien readied himself for Daniel's inevitable charge up. And the guy didn't disappoint. As soon as Damien landed, his adversary began his dash up the rungs of the train car ladder like they were stairs, charging him with superhuman grace and speed. For once, this was exactly as Damien wanted and planned. Instead of using the high ground as Daniel would expect, Damien threw a throwing spike directly at his face, then immediately blinked directly behind him, twisting in the air to slash at his neck from behind as he was forced to block the projectile. But, though it seemed impossible, Daniel not only blocked the projectile, but also saved himself from the slash of Damien's sword by inches, contorting his body so that he took the blow on the steel of his armor. Damien continued his spin and landed on the ground looking up. There wasn't even a scratch. Foolish boy! Daniel shouted from atop the train car. Even your demon sword can't cut through holy armor. It's not holy armor. Whatever it is, I wish I had some. Damien complained at Leech. Why am I the under-equipped one here? Armor wouldn't help you, fool. It'd only slow you down. You need to be faster than Daniel. That's impossible. He reacts almost instantly to my maneuvers. Damien blinked straight away from his adversary and began running towards the road. He'd never get away, but it might buy him enough time to think of something. Yes, he reacts almost instantly. Use your wits, Oaf. Plan your teleports in advance. Damien would have smacked his forehead if he hadn't needed his arms to pump his body faster away from the charging foe behind him. In the past, just teleporting behind her to the side of an adversary was more than enough surprise to slash and finish off adversaries as he pleased. He never needed to plan anything in advance. Facing Daniel had now forced him to evolve, to become a better warrior and more efficient killer. He glanced back just as Daniel caught up, The sword swipe that would have taken off his head barely missed as Damien blinked directly backwards and then forwards again. Daniel started to turn where Damien had been only moments before as Damien reappeared back at his original position. The delusional holy warrior was quick, but not quick enough. Damien's sword was poised and ready when he reappeared and cut almost all the way through Daniel's left calf before blinking back and away. With a muffled cry of pain, Daniel collapsed to the ground and grabbed at his injured leg. A surge of triumph so strong shut up Damien's spine it was almost too much to contain without yelling. He had just achieved what he'd been waiting for all these years. The mission that would set him free was about to be complete. A laugh bubbled up from Damien's lips. So you're not invincible, he taunted. Never said I was, Daniel snarled, as he pressed on the injured leg. It was the first sign of something other than sickening compassion from the man. Damien leaned forward. Time to end this. Wait! But Leech's warning was too late. In his hurry, Damien had blinked straight forward to take Daniel's head and reappeared to find the man's sword buried in his thigh. Daniel had raised his blade just as Damien disappeared, knowing his intentions. Looking down at the blade's wavy Damascus pattern and the hot blood that leaked around the wound, Damien had to stifle the shriek that threatened to burst forth. The pain was incredible. It seemed as if Daniel's sword was made of fire and electricity. It burned and tore at his nerves, rendered him almost delirious with pain and rage. He had to get off it, get away from the pain. But to do so would only cause more a moment of indecision before he heaved himself off the blade with a wet, slushing sound and blinked backwards, away from the danger. He clutched at the wound, unsure what to do. His thigh burned and screamed so badly it threatened to drive him into unconsciousness. But as Damien looked over at Daniel, expecting to see a gloating expression, there was nothing of the kind. Still, he gripped his leg with one hand, The same sad look from before. Damien couldn't stand the condescension. He lost it. Oh, fuck you, old man. You think this means I'm finished? Daniel shook his head. No. I know you have more fight left in you. Damn right! Damien tested his weight on the leg and grimaced as lightning from the wound arched through the rest of his body. Daniel, too, stood up but he leaned heavily on his good leg. The injured one was stuck out to the side, no doubt to relieve pressure. Damien noticed that the bleeding had all but stopped. Daniel could heal himself from injuries, even as severe as the one that Damien had given him. The revelation was shocking, because it meant he had to do something quickly. If Daniel could heal himself on the spot, then the more time passed, the more Daniel gained the advantage. Fine. Damien thought as he reached into his belt to pull out a can of bear spray. It was time to take away Daniel's biggest advantage, in a way that he could no longer dodge. See how you'd like me now. Damien blinked just behind Daniel, then to his right, then again ending up to his left. Each landing was far more painful than jumping on broken glass and bare feet. Damien knew because he'd done this as part of the hazing rituals at the crisis center. But it was worth it. Daniel couldn't track his movements, and before he could even turn in the right direction, Damien soaked him with mace. The effect was instant. Daniel cried out as the harsh, irritating chemicals burned his eyes and lungs. Once again, Damien readied his sword for a deathstroke. But this time, Leech was faster. Stop! Damien paused. He can still see you. How? His eyes are shut tight, and his breathing looks ragged, scared, Damien whispered. Well, not to see you precisely, but he can sense you with temperance. Damien nodded, glad that he'd stopped in time. Now that he took the time to look at Daniel, he noticed that the big guy wasn't swinging wildly at him. He knows I'm not close enough. It must be true but how far and well remained to be seen. Damien needed more data. He needed to test out what his adversary could sense. Damien blinked directly behind his adversary and started to thrust his sword, but Daniel brought his blade up in a block just as Damien blinked away. Stifling a groan at both the evidence of Daniel's ability to sense him while essentially blind, and yet another painful landing on his severely injured leg. He paused, unsure of what to do next. This whole situation was getting dangerous. Damien knew he didn't have much left in the tank, and there was a disturbing amount of blood running down his leg. His impatience had cost him the ability to wait, and he probably only had enough energy for one last attack. Again, Leech seemed to read his thoughts. I fear this is your last chance. You'd best make it count. Damien nodded at his shadow. It was true. He'd only get one chance to finish this fight. Better make it a good one. And so he began, blinking forward, back, left, and right. All around Daniel until he almost got disorientated himself. He kept blinking until he noticed a pattern in the way that Daniel held himself. Whenever he blinked to the man's right, Daniel held his sword back and to the left. Gritting his teeth, Damien blinked to Daniel's right and then one final time back to his left starting his downward cut before he even appeared. This time, he was rewarded with the wet shunk sound of his sword going straight through Daniel's sword arm just above his elbow. The blade he held flew away uselessly, Daniel's hand and half his arm attached to it. With a grunt, Daniel collapsed onto his knees and then sighed. A gasp escaped his lips with the pain of impact as it shook his injuries. His eyes were still closed, But it was obvious that even he had abandoned all hope. He turned up to face the light of the moon. His armor made a crunching sound on the stones beneath him as he shifted onto his back. Damien grimaced as he noticed bits of gravel mixed into the lacerated stump of Daniel's arm. But even as he did, the look on Daniel's face turned from one of pain to a more serene expression. He had accepted his fate. Damien walked up slowly, savoring the prideful feeling of accomplishment that washed over him. Daniel was all but defenseless. It was over. And as Damien knelt atop his defeated foe, he could hardly feel any of the pain that had almost subdued him moments before. With a yank, he grabbed Daniel by the hair and lay leash across the exposed jugular of his most powerful enemy. Any last words? No! Kill him! Now! Once again, Leech was too slow, and pride cost Damien everything. Daniel reached up, passing over a large dagger on his hip, and put his hand over Damien's heart, shouting, Jesus, forgive him! Decimus, clean him! Light erupted from Daniel's hand and penetrated Damien's chest before bursting out of his back. In a weird moment of nostalgia, the pain reminded Damien of the time his doctor took a ward off his skin with liquid nitrogen. A strange burning sensation, at odds with the fact that the blemish was being frozen off. It was the closest he'd ever get to later describing the feeling of the light as it passed through him. A goodness that burned away evil. It cleaned him in one spot, and felt horrible, yet also wonderful. The two feelings were one, and suddenly Damien could see how sick his life had become. How far he'd fallen. What an awful person he'd become. But that didn't stop him from cutting Daniel's head clean off. Yes! Die, you stupid coward! Finally! Leech was triumphant, but Damien was sick. Killing Daniel had not expelled the horrible feelings of guilt that Daniel had blasted into him. and Damien felt none of the exultation he'd expected after accomplishing his greatest test ever. He'd get what he always wanted. But what was it all for? Damien's body curled up as he fell over and looked up at the stars. His vision dimmed into blackness and night. Thank you once again for listening to the latest chapter of Shadows to Life. Follow me on Twitter at Rob V. and like my Facebook page to get the latest info and find out when I post new chapters. I'm waiting to hear back about the contest. Please stay tuned a little longer for details. See you next time.